Hello and welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We are your go-to resource for everything you need to turn your hygiene department into a profit center. I'm your host, Rachel Paul, and joining me is my co-host, Vicki Collier. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Vicki. And we also have Shayla back. So Shayla is is another one of our clinical trainers, and um, we're really excited to talk about this episode um, because I think it's one that we've heard a lot of stories from right, this, right? right. And, and so we're going to be talking about oral cancer or the silent killer. Right. Rachel, let me tell you a story about this before we even get into this. I travel with a friend, and she is a physician assistant with a, a prominent cancer treatment hospital. And I, she said, ah, oh, I just, you know, I, I, worked, I, I worked for 20 hours. Yes, I said, was someone in the surgery for 20 hours? She said, yes. Um, I had her give me the stats. It's a 49-year-old male who um, had oral cancer. He'd been treated by his dentist uh, three months before with antibiotics. Um, he was referred to the periodontist who debrided the ulcer and gave him antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a biopsy just a couple months later, showed squamous cell of the mandible. Now, oh, this no. guy is one of those who is a, uh, a, a, a what does it say, dips can, dip seven cans of snuff a week for 35 years. However, wow. this surgery, and this is the thing I think about, if we are not staying on top of this and doing our due diligence, um, it, um, they removed his mandible from the midline back and most of the soft tissue beneath the tongue. Um, nothing from the tongue was removed. After the soft tissue was dissected, they began the reconstruction using bone, muscle, and skin taken from his lower leg. Um, they used a steel plate to reconnect the new bone to the old bone. They had to do a skin graft on the leg where they took the tissue. And she said that... Obviously, he was a tobacco user, but said that they do a, a large number of flap cases every mm-hmm. month that she knows are due to a human papillomavirus. So that just sort of resonated with me. Absolutely. We've got to be on the ball with this. We've got to make sure that we are the first uh, source of, of diagnosing this, being aware of this, and, and making sure we know what we're doing. And, well, you, you know, as dental hygienists, we see the patients most frequently. Sure. You know, you know, I go to my... Uh, annual um, physical exam. So I go once a year to sure. see my medical doctor. Not once in my, you know, 30 plus year, 35 plus years has my physician asked me to open my mouth to look in there. And right. I'm not saying that they should, right? right? But it would be really embarrassing because there's lots of talk right now about, uh, you know, integrating the care. And it would be embarrassing for us as dental hygienists is Sure. If we go to a medical doctor and they diagnose an oral cancer and we missed it in a dental office, you know, what an embarrassment that would be yeah. for our profession, yeah. not just Probably not an embarrassment. It would be right. a liability as well. I'm Absolutely. sure there would be something Absolutely. coming from that. So. Well, it's, it is the second lawsuit. That it is. The right? most common lawsuit. Yeah, second so, most, yes. Yeah, so. uh, fair to diagnose oral cancer. Right. And it's on the rise. Um, we know that one person dies every hour Absolutely. from yeah. oral cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of and, people find that, that alarming. And mm-hmm. some offices I go into... Um, well, quite a bit now. Almost every office I've gone into has at least had one patient that's been yeah. diagnosed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're seeing that number rise. And Rachel, this used to be that middle-aged man who was a drinker and a smoker. You know, right. you just kind of knew. Um, and now that's not the case anymore. We've got to we've got to be on our toes because with the human papillomavirus, we know that it is it is increasing in younger patients. Mm-hmm. It is increasing in women. Um, so we've got to be aware of that and doing our due diligence. And, and with that, Vicki, uh, because it's due to human papillomavirus primarily right now, mm-hmm. yes, the patients who have those habits such as smoking and drinking alcohol are also at 
any Still, even increased yeah, risk. Not, yeah. But the number one risk is, is H HPV or human papillovirus. Mm -hmm. So when you think about, you know, when do people get exposed to that virus? And, you know, being a mother myself, mm -hmm. um, it's less than 16 years old because, you know, it's transmitted via kissing. It's transmitted via oral sex. And mm -hmm. I know that that can be, that can be a difficult conversation to have yeah, with a parent, but, but it's absolutely necessary because mm -hmm. it's educating them. No one else is going to educate them about this, right? Right. Yeah. So please spend the time educating your patients and, you know, why do we need to do oral cancer screening once a year? Um, I do it every time they come in, you know, it, it doesn't hurt. And please tell your patients, you know, do you know that most patients walk out of the dentist's office and they get asked a question, have you had the oral cancer screening done? And that the answer is, guess what? No. no. It's a no, because yeah. nobody has told them yeah. that putting, putting a lasso gauze around their tongue and pulling the tongue to, to one side and the other means that I'm actually doing right. a visual oral right. cancer screening. Nobody's talking to them. Right. Right? And if you don't tell them, then their mind it just That is exactly done. one thing that I tell the offices I go into. I want you to say it mm -hmm. out loud. I'm going to do an oral cancer screening now, mm -hmm. you right. know, and, and rather than just doing it and, and, and documenting it, you've got to say it out loud because if you didn't, if you don't say it out loud and the patient, doesn't, done. If the patient doesn't know you did it, you may as well not have done it. And I Say, like also not just saying out loud, but putting it on, on their like checkout sure. forms or giving yes. them a we call it a lot of dental fitness report card that they uh -huh. take with them. So now right. like, not only do we say it verbally, but it's also written. Right. right? Absolutely. So mm -hmm. I think and that's important. Think about the value of your appointments with your patients. You know, this is something that also adds value to what you do mm -hmm. on a daily basis, mm -hmm. right? So if you're taking blood pressure, if you're doing blood pressure screening on your patients, make sure that they know that. Make, make sure that right. you're talking. Oral cancer screening, you know, head and neck exam. They need to know this. And so they're not only coming for, quote unquote, they're cleaning. It's beyond right. that. Sure. It should sure. never be that. Okay? Right. And we know that offering those services that create value keep those patients coming back. It's Absolutely. a win for everybody because those patients who value their appointments, if they know mm -hmm. that you're the one office they've been to mm -hmm. where you get, they get a very thorough exam where they haven't been verbalized that anywhere else, mm -hmm. they're going to want to keep coming to you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of talk about adjunctive services with this. Mm -hmm. There's Velscope, there's Visalight, mm -hmm. Oral ID. There's a whole bunch of them out there. Mm -hmm. What are you guys finding? What percentage of your offices are using these and should we be using them? Well, actually, I find that a lot of people are using them. And um, one thing is that with oral cancer, um, the lesions are not necessarily always very prominent and visible to the naked eye. Right. And th the lesion can be very slight variation in color in that area. Mm -hmm. And you seeing eight or nine or 10 patients a day can very easily overlook that lesion and just skip it, sure. okay? Versus using some kind of light. So I personally don't have a preference. I used Visalite, I'm sorry, not a Visalite, Identify, um, which I think is great tool or an mm -hmm. instrument to use. It has three different lights that you can see different lesions, the coloring and all that stuff. But it helps you identify that there are actually changes in this tissue because the color looks different under the light. Right. right? Now, what is our hope? Our hope is that these lesions are benign and no treatment Absolutely. is needed, right. right? That's everybody's goal. 
but wouldn't you rather be safe than sorry later on? Right, right? absolutely. So you might get some pushback from patients right. that say, I don't want this. Well, there's really not a, any other way for us to tell if this is something that needs to be checked out. Right. right? My thoughts on that are do your research on what, 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 which of those things will work best Absolutely. in your office, but then use it. Exactly. I have some offices that have yeah. Velscope. Say, well, we have the Velscope, but no one wants to pay for mm -hmm. it. I say, well, if, you're, if you've, you've invested in the equipment, I would much rather you do 10 of them mm -hmm. at $20 as opposed to none of them at $65. Mm -hmm. right. So if you've got this, if you think that cost is an issue, overcome that by right. using this piece of technology to create the value in your practice. And if you explain the benefit of that tool, that it's sure. able to see things that we can't necessarily see with our mm -hmm. naked eye, mm -hmm. then then the patient's going to want it. But if, if it just seems like another thing you're doing. Right, another right. charge added. Another charge. Right. So you there need to, to create value mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. And something that Vicky said is do your research. You know, we're not here to tell you you must go with uh, Velscope or Identify mm -hmm. or Oral ID. Do your research. Okay. Right. Uh, one thing about Oral ID now that I mentioned it is that it's an actual it's an actual lab result. So it's testing the mm -hmm. cells and the saliva and telling you is there presence of HPV virus here mm -hmm. so that you can use additional additional piece of information to proceed with your decision on what does right. the patient need next. Right. Rush biopsy or, you know, send them to an oral surgeon or whatever that case may be. Right. And I think too, like, you know, do your research and also make sure that you have your standard of care for how yeah. often you're going to yeah. use it, right? So some offices will do it, use it once a year, mm -hmm. still doing their visual every mm -hmm. six months, mm -hmm. right? Some offices, if they if they put a patient in high risk, would mm -hmm. do it every six months. Right. Um, so that's really up to, for you to decide, to get your whole team on board. But once you create that standard of care, that has to be it. You can't, mm -hmm. you know, I go into a lot of offices that say, well, we, we use Velscope or Visalign, we do it once mm -hmm. a year. Yet when we do a hygiene analysis, it's actually showing something much different. Right. Like it's right. only like 20%. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Where's the right? Where's the disconnect? There's Is no it, consistency. Right, right. There's not consistency exactly. there, and so it also devalues that when it's Absolutely. not like something yeah. that they're used to having. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. And keep in mind, with you know, uh, even if you don't have one of these instruments right now, if you have it, please use it. But if you don't have one of these instruments, um, oral cancer screening, a visual oral, oral cancer screening, mm -hmm. and tactile is a part, yeah. right, mm -hmm. is part of your comprehensive exam. So right. it's part of the D0150, right? So if you are filing that D0150 on your patient, it is assumed that you've completed the visual oral right. cancer screen right. and right. informed your patient about that. Right. So, so make sure to know inform that. Inform the patient and document, document, Absolutely. document. Absolutely. Okay. Um, one thing that I wanted to also uh, talk about, um, Rachel, when it comes, and Vicki, when it comes to a story, we had uh, a team coming from one of our client's offices to do you. Uh, about a year and a half ago, and there were supposed to be four people coming and only three people showed up from this office. And so I said, where is Sarah? And they said, well, good thing that you asked. Sarah actually could not make it today. And I said, what happened? You know, why couldn't she make it? Mm -hmm. They said that Sarah had a wisdom tooth that needed to be extracted. So the doctor extracted the wisdom tooth. Sarah thought, you know, it's gonna take a couple of days to heal. The mm -hmm. shoes in the mouth heal really quickly. And so they thought, you know, this is gonna be a fast recovery. Well, it turns out that it's been a couple of weeks and her uh, site of extraction was still oozing and it was bleeding. And so they thought this was a dry socket, mm -hmm. which is right. what we assumed. Mm -hmm. So they right. treated it for a dry socket. Well, turns out it did not help it. So they send Sarah to an oral surgeon. An oral surgeon does, does a brush biopsy, sends it to the lab, and it comes out to be positive for oral cancer. Oh. 
So um, every time I tell this story, and I tell it every time I talk about uh, oral cancer, this is a professional in a dental office, mm -hmm. you know, had not had an oral cancer screening. Mm -hmm. And um, had she not had the wisdom tooth taken out, she might not be here now. She, or she right. might not have been on or earth right it. now, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Because like you said earlier, one person dies per hour, and it does not, one person does not die per hour because this, per, this oral cancer is being caught in stage one. It's because it's been discovered on, in stage right. three or four, it's those right. just late stage, stages, exactly. yeah. and it's already metastasized to different parts of the body, right. and so obviously we know what happens in that case. Right. So um, luckily, she had a wisdom tooth extracted that actually caused a domino <gasps> yeah. effect in this yeah. case. It actually um, saved her life. In a good, right. Right, in a good way, right, mm -hmm. and saved her life. So you really never know. And... Um, my my motto here it's better be safe than sorry Absolutely. and if you and think about this you know nobody's going to tell your patients this nobody's going to screen them for oral cancer screening or oral cancer right um except for us so yeah you have we to really, really are they come sure. see us more than yeah. they go to their medical doctor right we're the sure. change right. agents yeah so we're the ones who can actually help that one person hour per hour dying uh, help that number go down. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Good to, this is a good conversation. For this sure. I reminder for everybody. I just, I highly encourage everyone listening. If you do not have a protocol, what for your standard of care for oral cancer, just make sure you get on the same page, mm -hmm. say it out loud, put it on your, on your walkout sheet. Like make sure your patients are not leaving without knowing that this was done either. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so stay on top of it. Cause we are, you know, we are healthcare providers. That is what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, and it, might sound hoagie, but we really do save lives. That's right, what, you know, right. so make sure you are staying on top of that. We really appreciate you listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to the Hygiene Profit Leaders podcast on iTunes. We have new episodes every Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also subscribe by visiting our website, hygieneprofitleaders.com. There you can also download notes from the podcast, listen to previous podcasts, and learn more about who we are and what we do to help you grow your hygiene department. And as always, stay educated.